Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the final episode of Red Pill News for February 2023. Tonight, I am presenting a brief interview that I did with an Oregon business owner earlier today. She stood up in the face of tyranny during the pandemic when Governor Kate Brown shut down all small businesses. She dared to remain open. And today, her business is thriving, and so many others in Oregon and all over the nation are shuttered for good. This is a story of courage. This is a story of faith, and I am so pleased to be able to present it to you. Please sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and I'm going to be right back with Jen Jacobson Brusa right after this. All right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector. And joining me today for the very first time is Jen Jacobson of Beloved Cheesecakes out there in the wilds of Oregon. Jen, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Zach. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So let me ask you first. Uh, where you're situated in Oregon, are you going to remain in Oregon when the greater Idaho statehood takes over, or are you going to be shuttled over magically into the new uh, borders of, of greater Idaho? Well, where I'm at, we would stay in the armpit of hell. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I don't know. I'm really hoping we can change Oregon. I, yeah. I am really, I've been fighting for that the last three years, I've gotten involved politically and doing what I can, at least doing my part. Well, I think that God always puts us exactly where we need to be. So considering where you're at in the work you're doing, I think you're probably in a good place. You got to teach those leftists a little bit of tolerance and a little bit of respect for their fellow man, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, a tolerance is not in their uh, in their dictionary, and I'm not even sure if they know how they. I, I'd be interesting to find out how they define tolerance, actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's some twisted uh, definition that wouldn't make any yeah. sense to us. That, that's Just that's like how they. Else. Yes, they control language by completely subverting the true meaning of it and then just repeating the lie over and over and over again until enough yes. people hear it and then start parroting it back. So. So, Jen, you, you, your story kind of begins uh, in the midst of, of the pandemic. The, 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 the nation shut down, but Oregon and a couple of other Democrat strongholds, uh, they really shut down. So tell us exactly how this all began for you. Yeah, so um, I own Beloved Cheesecakes in Silverton, Oregon. I'm just about 45 minutes south of Portland. Um, I had no business of starting a business. I went to school for social work. And then uh, in 2018, I graduated with my bachelor's degree. No doors opened for me in that direction. And then every door opened for me to open Beloved Cheesecakes. And so I'm in a little community that um, at that time, I was a sole parent to three boys. And uh, the community rallied around us, had a Kickstarter going, and I opened August of 2019, eight months before the lockdown. And so, things were – oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say it must have been a, a very different time back then. I mean, it's almost difficult to remember what life was like before the this whole scenario took place. I mean, certainly because Oregon is kind of a leftist haven, I mean, everybody's just a little bit more liberal there and probably there's a little bit more TDS on display. Were, were you at all like political or did, did that just not come up in, in your average uh, interactions every day with your fellow citizens? 
Yeah. So when I started um, pre-COVID, not at all. I was not involved politically. I Even when I went to Portland State, that was the, I started my term when Trump was elected. That was my first term. And I didn't vote. Um, I just was not involved. I didn't, um, I was probably apathetic, you know, it was just like, eh. And, um, but then I started learning little bits of I well when I was at Portland State when Trump was elected everyone was crying (laughs) and that you know I was like why are they crying I did not understand it because to me it was just like so what someone got you know elected that you didn't want whatever now let's move on and I want to I'm here at a university I want to learn right and so that was really um shocking to me I guess and then a year into my schooling um going for social work you are taught as a social worker that you have to know your biases and that you accept people where they are, you meet them where they're at. And I knew the hatred that they had towards Trump. And Mm -hmm. so I raised my hand and I just said, well, wouldn't that mean that we have to treat Trump the same way if he walked in the room? And I unknowingly caused a huge uproar. (laughs) And that was my first realization of, well, they don't value human life because- No, regardless of a person's behavior, they still have worth and value. And so that's how I can look at the left side. That's how I can um, look at the people, the haters that I've had. You know, I've had people write me and say, may cancer find you and uh, your family, you worthless, un-American human being. And that person, I I don't like their behavior, but they still have worth and value to God, you know, and I'm fighting for their freedom of speech and opinion and belief and that's what it just, it's, I don't know. So no, but I definitely, when I chose the stance that I did, I was essential to my boys. Like I said, I was a sole parent to three boys when they shut me down. I'm essential to them and I'm not, you know, I've already subjected myself to power and control. I came out of domestic violence eight and a half years ago, not doing that again. And um, so I chose to stay open and that, community that really loved me not so much after that you know and um but i i still i i I still love them i still treat them with kindness and whatever so so when you chose to stay well first of all did 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 the health department or did the governor send representatives to your shop did they send a letter did they call you i mean how did they go about enforcing this order to shut everybody down Um, Yeah, so here, I mean, you'd be turned into OSHA. I know businesses that were fined. We were not fined. We were turned in six different times and not fined. I would receive a letter and then they would tell me what I needed to change. And I mean, we didn't, none of the mandates. You're supposed to have the plastic plexiglass. You're supposed to have the uh, arrows and hand sanitizer and all that jazz and we didn't do masks. We let people come in without masks. I mean, I don't care. You come in with a mask, I'm going to treat you the same. You come in without a mask, whatever. Um, but no one came here to my shop. Um, I believe it's the Lord's favor. It's his shop. Beloved Cheesecakes belongs to him. And that's the only thing I can um, give all credit to. 
I think it's the only thing that makes sense. And, and you know, the way you the way you reacted and the way that you handled the situation, uh, I mean, was pretty much perfect. I mean, you, you, it's not like you made a huge stink about it. You, you didn't have somebody show up at your shop and then you threatened them that you needed to, you know, do all this stuff to ensure that you and your kids get to live. I mean, you just went about your business and yeah. and you didn't enforce all of those unenforceable regulations and mandates that they put on people. You know, I mean, I I watched business owners bend over backwards to comply, putting down arrows with little circles in front of the cash register, you know, signs that say, if you don't have a mask, then you won't be served, you know, putting up those ridiculous plexiglass barriers, which in some places have only just recently come down, which it it didn't make any sense to me uh, from the get-go, because, I mean, if you know anything about air currents, if you're sick and you call off, it's going to go right around that thing. It's not doing anything to to stop it. But but your reaction to it showed that with just a little bit of bravery and uh, and standing firm in your convictions and doing what's right, I mean, you made it impossible for them to come after you. I mean, they really had nothing that they could use because you knew that this was not a legal order. Yes, absolutely. And I, I too, I went through uh, when I separated from my ex-husband, we went through 12 court litigations in a four and a half year period. And it was hell on earth. Um, And I didn't understand why I had to go through it then, but it prepared me for such a time as this, because I, one, I know the court lingo now, and I represented myself at one of my last hearings. And two, I know the court is uh, a joke. They're not going to come after you. You can be in, um, now that I know the lingo, what's the word when you're in, um, oh my gosh, I just lost it, but, uh, it's gone, but they're not going to come after you. They're not going to come after you for the money, you know, and it's just, it's a big joke. So I wasn't afraid of OSHA. It was just like, yeah, go ahead, come and find me. I won't pay. And that was kind of the stance that I took. I wasn't afraid of that. And, um, and then I started learning, I'm taking constitutional classes and, you know, getting involved in that way to educate myself, because that was the thing is I was uneducated in it. I didn't understand. I didn't even understand the job of a mayor, Mm -hmm. of a governor. And I learned quickly what all their jobs were, you know, um, so yeah. did did your example make a difference in the com- community besides the the people who were, I guess, were offended by it? I mean, obviously, as a small business owner, you rely upon the customers and the people of your community to stay open. So did the people who agreed with you uh, support you so that you can make sure that you stayed open, that it made a difference? Uh, did you have people boycotting your shop? I mean, you mentioned some harassment as well. I'd kind of like to get the full picture. Yeah. So, I mean, I did have, uh, the people, the main supporters that would come in and I mean, I had people driving from Seattle, Washington coming Mm. and having cheesecake at my shop because they could sit and dine in. Um, so I did have my supporters. I, you know, wasn't planning on any attention, unexpected attention. And I, it's a God story, but Kirk Cameron came in my shop in September 2020. That's so cool. So I had an interview with him and Pastor Rob McCoy. And from that, Pastor Rob McCoy loved our story so much and shared with his whole church that they wanted to meet myself and my boys. So they flew us down to California in October of 2020 
And his whole church congregation kept us going all wow. that um, winter with uh, shipping cheesecakes. You know, I was shipping all over the place. And then in April of 2021, I happened to be on Fox and Friends. I didn't even know what Fox and Friends were. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up on Fox and Friends. And that took my business from going five miles an hour to 100 miles an hour in less than five minutes where we ended up shipping, I believe we shipped over 300 or 600 cheesecakes. Like I got 600 wow. emails and I think I shipped over 300 cheesecakes. So um, I definitely have a huge network of support. And I be I became um, in 2021, a customer came in and told me about uh, something that her church was doing called Freedom Business Fellowship. And they were going to have their launch night. And she said, I think you would really like it. And at that time, I felt very alone because I was the only business in my community that took the stance that I did. And I'm right on the main street, big windows up front. So you could see in and, you know, a a lot of people didn't come in our shop. They supported us, but they didn't want to be seen in our shop because then they would have been associated with us. And here in our community, your social status, your last name means something. And Um, but um so now i'm on this board of freedom business fellowship and that first night i went in 2021 there was about 30 people and now we've grown it to over 200 businesses and that's awesome i see them we've i've endorsed candidates i've i meet the candidates have them come and speak at meetings and i've led freedom rallies and it's been an incredible ride well i i think that's Amazing. I mean, obviously, your your bravery and your faith have carried you through this far, and I'm glad to see that you're getting the rewards from it as well. Now, you mentioned you were the only person in your town who stayed open. I mean, how many of those businesses ended up just going under altogether because they couldn't survive the the shutdown? You know, I haven't counted. I probably should. Um, off the top of my head, I would say a dozen at least, if not more. Yeah. And it's sad. I mean, long time businesses. Uh, We had a a nice restaurant, long time restaurant on the creek. They went under a wine bar, another coffee shop. Um, Oh, another amazing restaurant that we had a lot. I I would definitely say a dozen in my community. Wow. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, that can obviously be devastating. I don't know how large your community is, but I mean, small businesses are the lifeblood of small yes. towns. You, you, you need right. that. You know, I mean, yeah. um, so uh, with uh, with those businesses shutting down, have you guys and all of the extra um, uh, business that you've talked about shipping uh, cheesecakes out, uh, have you been able to expand the business or have you remained at the same size, but just double your actual output? Um, well, I definitely am doubling my output and uh, we are expanding. We're opening a second location here at the end of the month, which is uh, the end of March. And uh, that is something I never dreamt that I would be doing so quickly. You know, it's only been three and a half years that I've had this business and uh, we are, we're, we're shipping. Uh, we do events. We are in restaurants. We're, I think we're in seven or eight different restaurants now and the list keeps growing. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, God, it's God's business a hundred percent. And I, my dream is to, I, I really want to advance the kingdom of God. I want to be a place of 
safety for people and freedom, you know, so they don't, uh, if lockdowns come again, which we know probably will happen uh, closer to 2024, Mm -hmm. uh, when those things happen, you know, I want to be a place of, yeah, you can come and work here, you know, but I'm hoping the next go around that the bravery of those who have stood is contagious yes. and, you know, courage is contagious. So no, that, that's exactly the way I feel. I'm really hoping that your example can be a, a beacon to the community, that people can remember that. Remember that nobody died in your shop. You, you never caused the death of a grandma or a, a child or anything like that. And you were able to successfully continue to provide for your family. I mean, nothing is more fundamental than that. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what they expected people to do, uh, you know, perhaps other than just lose all their earthly possessions and end up in the poorhouse, maybe jumping off of a bridge. I mean, wouldn't surprise me if that was an aspect of their agenda. But uh, I'm hoping that when we do get to that next uh, pandemic type scenario, that people will look back. They'll remember what happened the first time, uh, all of the the lies, all of the propaganda that uh, that the 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 powers that be, the uh, global elites were trying to shove down our throats. And then they can look at someone like you and say, hey, you know, all, all she did was say, not today, Satan. And, uh, yeah, and here we that's are. Right. Yeah. That's right. So and, you good. know, that is, I'm, I'm being a social worker. Uh, I have an advocate heart. I love to advocate for people. So I'm really passionate about advocating for small businesses. And that was one thing, because uh, our governor was locking us down again in April 2021. I think we had two weeks that she, like, was letting us off or whatever. And during that time, it was pretty cool because I did have probably six different businesses reach out to me and say, uh, we don't want to do this again. We don't want to do the mask. How did you do it? And I said, I just did it. You know, you just do it. And uh, so it was pretty cool because that time I would say there was probably four other businesses here in our area that were like, okay, we're not going to do the mask, you know, and that was huge for them. Mm -hmm. When was it? young girl, she was 23. And, you know, she got really persecuted, but she stuck it out. And I was really proud of her for doing that. And then they would call me when they get their first OSHA call. So that was exciting, too, because I got to share because I remember when I got my first one, and the fear comes over you for a second, (laughs) you know, and, uh, but then uh, it was neat that people were reaching out to me saying, Okay, what do I do? And I I probably had a dozen businesses ask me that. So that's great. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're, you're a fine example to set. Uh, what What about the people who did uh, openly attack you? Has anyone like turned around and said, you know what, uh, I was wrong or I shouldn't have treated you that way. Or now in hindsight, I can see that there was nothing to be afraid of. So there was no reason to persecute you. Has anybody had a change of heart? Um, You know, I have been asked that quite a bit recently. And no, I have not had someone just come out and say they're sorry, or, you know, I was wrong. But the way that I feel that they're coming around is they're coming back in our shop, they're sitting down with their families again, eating cheesecake. And I feel like that's their way of saying, okay, you know, um, maybe you guys were on to something or Mm -hmm. we're sorry, we want to support you now. Um, which is fine with me. Go ahead, buy the cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as you guys are spending money, that's tacit uh, uh, apology yeah. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> exactly. All right. 
So I, I've got a whole bunch of uh, links for you, but I'd like for you to tell the audience where they can find you. I know you've got a website, Facebook, Instagram, any other places that people can go to find you. Yeah, so definitely the website, BelovedCheesecakes.com. I have Facebook, like you said, Instagram. Those are my main platforms. I am building up Truth Social slowly. Good Telegram one. slowly. I am on Telegram as well. Um, I'm on Rumble, building that up slowly as well. And I got censored off of YouTube, so I don't think I'm on there anymore. <laughs> You're in good company. I So have yeah. I and many of the people I associate with. We've all been deleted from there. Uh, I did yeah. actually get my Twitter back recently, though, after two years. That was uh, that was pretty sweet, so happy about that. Um, yeah. well, what about uh, any any special events at the shop coming up or any big sales that you want people to know about? And, and I think... On Rumble, what you should you should probably do cooking videos on Rumble, like show people like start to finish, you know how the sausage is made, and uh, people would love it. I mean, when I when I want to learn how to cook something, I go online and I find a recipe that's in a video, and I'm sure you don't have to tell them everything. You know, you got your secret ingredients, so then they have to come into the shop, but just wet their appetite. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'm gonna write that down. That's a great idea. Um, Let's see, big events. Well, we're trying to be. I mean, we're, we are opening a second location, so that's a huge event. And, and I'm sorry, I'm, I meant to ask, where where is that in relation to your current shop? It is, gosh, it's a little bit of a drive, and it's a God thing that happened, um, but it's in Albany. So it's in another small community. My community here in Silverton is about 10,000 population. Albany is about 50,000, so that'll be good. The oh, okay. traffic will be better. Um, and so it's about... A 35-minute, 40-minute drive south. From well, you don't here. want them to be too close. Otherwise, you'll be cutting into the right. market share. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And we do farmer's markets, and we're trying to do fairs and rodeos this year. But I, I think our big one is that we're going to be uh, at the Reawaken Tour uh, down in um, Miami in May for the Trump Doral Reawaken Tour. So we'll be vendors there. And then... I'm pretty sure we're going to be vendors at the Las Vegas one as well in August. So those, that's that's really awesome. All right. Good stuff. I live down here in Florida, so I'll probably see you in May at the event in Miami. I'll definitely be there. Where do you live in Florida? Uh, you know, St. Augustine? Oh, uh, I don't. Okay. It's in, it's in like Northeast Florida. Okay. I live, I, I live uh, about an hour and 20 minutes north of Orlando and just okay. south of St. Augustine. So Okay. St. Augustine's cool because it's the it's the like oldest and longest continuously settled American city. Like it was founded by the Spanish in like the 1600s. And so it, the downtown, it's just full of all this like uh, kind of like like Spanish architecture, you know, like the kind of yellowish buildings with the um, like the, the 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 clay tiles that the women yeah. used to make on their yeah. legs. And uh, and all the buildings are obviously very old, and they're all kind of built on top of each other. It's got a, a really neat feel, and uh, so it's pl- it's a cool place. If you ever get up here, you should definitely check it out. Oh, I I love Florida. My my dream location for beloved cheesecakes would be in Winter Garden. I'm not familiar with it specifically, but I know the name and I've seen it on yeah. a map before. It's so. Right outside of Orlando, but it's okay. got like cobblestone streets. It's beautiful. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you once more, Jen, for being here. I really appreciate it. And uh, anything uh, else that you want to tell the audience before we go? Uh, just support your local businesses. We are the backbone to America and uh, keep fighting the good fight. Don't ever get up, stay involved, 
you know, just even to the smallest things, at least here in Oregon, is we have to check our voters registration, like your credit report. So I just tell someone, have you checked your credit or have you checked your voters registration, you know, and yeah. just staying involved. We we can uh, make a difference. Uh, you know, I had one more question. Uh, yeah. Any ambitions of uh, of getting into politics now that you've kind of wet your feet in, in this uh, social activism? Uh, only if God calls me that direction. I definitely have had countless questions being asked that when am I going to run for mayor? When am I going to run for governor? And, um, I, I mean, I, I do speak at school board meetings, um, and I have spoke at other political events. It's just really, I am a PCP. I became a precinct committee person Good for you. And, yeah. So I am getting involved, but if God calls me, I'll say yes, but it'll, it'll have to be him 100%. Sure, sure. Well, being a, a committeeman is extremely important, too, because obviously it gives you the ability to have a say in who ends up on those ballots. And we need people either, you know, behind the scenes in those precinct committee seats or in your local government, city council, county commission, yeah. uh, you know, all of these different levels. We have to fill them up so that we can replace that failed and corrupt system that has brought us to the brink that we're at right yes. now. Uh, and the only way we can do that is with people getting involved. So I applaud you on so many different levels. It's true. I'll, I'll end this last uh, quote. It was from my pastor this Sunday, and uh, it was so powerful. And he said, what the church doesn't fill, the enemy will fill. Absolutely. And so if we don't get involved politically, you know, we're just like, okay, go ahead, Satan. You have mm-hmm. your way. So... We, the church, we, as the people, need to get involved. Amen. You're absolutely right. All right, Jen, thank you so much for being here, and congratulations on your success. Thank you so much. Have a great day. We'll see you.